Welcome back to the Old Volks Home podcast with me, Dan Locke, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Waldock. How are you, Matt? I'm good, thank you very much. Hi, everybody. What, uh, what have you been up to today? I've done a... What have I done today? I've done an engine change in a caddy. And I've done it... Man. Yeah, I've done it. started at 7 o'clock and I had it all in by 3 o'clock and running and test drove and I even stopped for lunch. Really? Yeah. Why? So you started at 7 a.m.? 7 a.m. Why is it you get up so early? I notice this so much. Like, I wake up. I wake up in the morning at um, quarter past seven, and you've already left me, like, voice messages, little texts and stuff. How come you get up so early? Is it just ingrained in you? Yeah, just get up, get the work done, and then you can just then, like, this afternoon, there's a few other bits and pieces I had to do, but, yeah, you can just chill in. You ain't got to rush and things done, but... Do you not feel, like, super tired? Because, obviously, at the moment, it's eight o'clock at night. Yeah, I'll be... Do you not feel tired? I'll go through be asleep by 11 o'clock. <laughs> wow. Jeez, man. So, anyway, yeah, we're back on the podcast. I thought we'd do a couple of announcements before we get into the, the meat and veg of, of this podcast. So, the first little announcement is that we are officially now streaming on Audible. I, I guess Audible is uh, Amazon, isn't it? I think so. Yes. So I don't know if anybody listens to audible like podcasts on Audible. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've listened to audio books because I'm dyslexic. Uh, right. By Martin, he, his books are on all on it. Um, Martin who? Martin. Ma- Martin. Martin. No, Guy Martin. Oh, Guy Martin. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Guy Martin. He's he's got them on there. And I listened to his when I was, when I had my accent and I was just like laying around doing nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's quite nice. Someone read, reading a book. <laughs> I prefer audio books now to actually reading, reading books. Who, who's Guy Martin then? What does he do? He's a, he, he write, he used to write, I think he does. I don't know if he does it anymore. Uh, uh, TT. Oh, motorbikes. Yep. Uh, yeah, he does. He does a lot of TV programs in it. All oh, right, building different cars and bits and pieces. I probably, I probably recognise him, but I just, for some reason, can't picture him right now. But yeah, so the podcast is now available on not only Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, but we're now on Audible, and Ooh. you can now listen to the podcast on our YouTube channel because. What I noticed is that a lot of people tend to listen to the show in their workshops. And so, so like, you've got a TV, right, in your workshop, which has got YouTube on it, right? Oh, I can link it up to my laptop, yeah. So yes. And a lot a lot of people do um, just have YouTube. And I thought, you know what, let's, uh, let's put it on the podcast on YouTube so that people can still access it that way if they prefer to do so. And we are going to be doing video podcasts whenever we're together, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, now we've got a, an idea what we're doing. We're going to go and see. Well, we're going to see each other. Yeah, once a exactly. month, isn't it? We're going to yeah. we're going to have date weekends. <laughs> <laughs> date week. Yeah, I'm going to travel up to you every time I get a long weekend. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we're going to just basically record everything and then uh, come back and it'll just be all ready to go. Um, we also just want to remind people that we're now doing two podcasts a week, uh, but bear in mind they are going to be slightly shorter than usual, um, so they will be digestible. You don't have to, you know, sit through one podcast over the course of like two weeks. You can now enjoy one podcast at a time. So every Monday at nine a.m. UK time, there'll be a brand new podcast waiting for you, and the same goes for every Thursday at nine a.m. UK time and of course Matt's just about to tell you where you can follow us on all the social medias what what social media platforms are we on Matt we're on Facebook Instagram TikTok and Twitter yes and where can they find the links below (laughs) we are we are slowly training Matt on how to be a content creator 
So what what we do, Matt, is you got to say you can find the the links in the show notes below. All right, go for it. You can find the link in the show notes below. There we go. Well there done. and have a look and see. Well done. <laughs> see it all happen. Yeah. So yeah, guys, give it a fo- give us a follow, um, and we just hope we hope you enjoy today's podcast. And um, today we're going to be talking about engine swaps, the pros and cons, the good and the bad to the ugly. All these, yeah, <laughs> to all these different combinations, and we're mainly talking about Volkswagens, of course. And uh, oh, before we get started, we should also say we have got our first guest booked, ready to go, uh, which is going to be out next week. Uh, it's a guy called Chris. I think it's Muller, but it could be Mueller, um, like Ethan. But we'll find out. He's from Australia in Sydney, uh, but he's moved to America, and he himself has a late Westie Rabbit pickup as well as an R32, and he's had a bunch of Volkswagens in the past, and he's going to be telling us his story when we interview him next week so look forward to that okay so in today's episode we're talking about engine swaps matt now obviously we're doing a swap with mine next well this weekend this weekend we're doing an engine swap in my truck i'm very excited about that and i just want to you know i want to learn more and like i always say i'm very very new to all this and a lot of our listeners are new as well not all of our listeners are seasoned mechanics or you know you know car enthusiasts of 20 years plus some of our audience are brand new they're in their teens and so this is going to be more of an educational type episode now i'm going to stop you there go on you say you're new to this. How long have you had your your red caddy, and now your? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I got the red caddy in 2020, I think. I think it was 2020, and uh, I swapped that for uh, the rabbit pickup in 2021. So, you've, so been, you've been doing it for three years, and for yeah, three years. Yeah, but I still consider myself very new because, like, like I'm I learn from like looking at stuff. I can't really learn from reading a textbook or a manual. I learn from doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're half new then. I give. You, I'm half new. Yeah, I give you half new. I think doing this engine swap, you've had two. Gonna, you've had two Volkswagens. So had two Volkswagens. Yeah. yeah. But I think doing this engine swap with you is going to open my wormhole even more. Like I think this, I'm going to learn so much about how things are connected, et cetera, et cetera, and I'm going to see it, and it's going to in, be ingrained in, into my brain. Do no, you know what I mean? That's what your brain is going to explode. Trust yeah, and of course, filming it. Every time I do it. anything like this, people are, how can you do that? How do you, how how do you know how to do that? <laughs> Mm-hmm. But you've had years and years of experience, haven't you? Mm, yeah, it's just down to wiring. No one taught me how to wire. I've worked all that out myself. Yeah. Well, okay, let's kick things off then. You are you're the king of the 20 valve. Let's, well, let's not lie. I know how to wire them up. <laughs> <laughs> now, w- let's talk about the pros and cons of the 20 valve, for example. Yeah. Um, now, tell us straight away... You've had uh, many 20 valves in the past. Let's Should we use a Golf Mark II for an example? Yeah. Now, why would someone first, why would someone put a 20 valve in a Mark II? What are they looking for? They're looking for speed? Are you they looking for... You have power. Yeah. Low. The good... What can we have? Power for a start. Yeah. Their model, yeah. What engine? What car would uh, a twenty valve usually come from? Uh, range of uh, Mark Four Golf, uh, A three, uh, Audi A three. Uh, That's happening. Is that Jamie again? Yeah, sorry. What is he doing? He's walking on the wooden floor. Jesus Christ. So the 20 valve is from a Mark IV Golf as yeah. well as other vehicles. Yeah, Mark IV Golf, A3, 
go to Octavia, see it Leon, and then they put them in polos. Uh, they put them in all the smaller seats. Yeah, mm. they go in everything. They go in Audi A4s. Audi... I don't have to put. I know they put it in the A6. I don't know if they they didn't put it in the A8. Right. But yeah, they 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 the engine goes everywhere. Right, and so it seems like all the good engines come from like the Mark IV and so on, and the Mark Threes. Um, but why? So people would use the the uh, the twenty valve to for power and reliability. Yeah, more modern engine. More modern engine. Um, sound turbo got turbo in it, so people like noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a one eight T, right? Yeah, it's a one eight T stands for turbo. Yeah, the T stands for turbo, and it's at eighteen hundred cc. It's most for seventeen, whatever. But they just they just round it out to eighteen hundred. Yeah, sure, sure. What um what gearbox is that normally married up to? It could be if it's a smaller brake horsepower, an early one. It's O two. J, mm. or the later ones is O2M and they're six speed. Right. Okay. No, J is five speed. Yeah. What's the benefits of having a six speed? Like, let's say, let's say, for example, like there could be someone out there listening to this, a young guy, and he's like, oh, you know, what? I'm going to get a twenty valve, and I oh, wait a minute, how I don't know if I'm going to have five five gears or six gears. What is the benefits or what's the pros and cons of having a five speed versus a six speed uh six speed is good for cruising and uh i suppose they've got short they've got longer shorter gears so you get more power and yeah in theory the six speed is stronger and the five speed but the five speed is small, so they're easy to go in Mark Four. Like they're good to go in Mark Two Golfs, Mark Three Golfs, Mark Ones, um, and they're quite they're popular gearbox. Is it? Yeah, and they're just easy to fit. Um, yeah, and you can change your little gear ratios inside, so you can get them. You can get like an O2. Well. You get an O2J and an O2A. And yeah. Similar gearboxes. So shifters and that all fit in. But you can get a diesel gearbox. So you get longer ratios. They're a lighter gearbox. So you can make more. So you can get a faster car that way. If you want, if you haven't got lots of money to build performance engine, you can do it overweight. Because weight don't cost anything. Right, out it don't cost nothing, does it? Right, okay. I'm just trying to picture like like a new person with who's on a budget, like the perfect, um, the perfect combination, the perfect solution for them. Do you know what I mean? I'm just trying to picture just somewhat because I've talked to a lot of people on Instagram. Normally, get DMs about people saying, "Oh, what do you recommend?" And I'm just like, "Dude, you're talking to the wrong person." Like, I don't know. I don't know what to recommend you like i'm just going for this because it suits my needs but it might not suit your needs do you know what i mean so yeah what do you think like okay here we go what do you think people should be asking themselves before doing an engine swap do you think it should be like you know why are you doing this how much money do you have to spend do you reckon any more, is there anything else it's more down to how much money you got to spend yeah what's like the typical price range for a 20 valve swap because i know you've told me that people can go crazy with the 20 valve you can do but if you go sort of to most people to have it done it varies in prices but mm. you do it yourself you could most probably do it for a grand a grand is that like the very the base should we say yeah we'll get more on that because of if 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 you right with nuts and bolts and bolting things in like looms and that are difficult to make, mm. um, exhaust you you can't like use another another off a 
of a Mark IV Golf, you can't use one. You'd have to if you buy it from. I buy all my exhausts and that from Trackslack. Trackslack. Yeah. So they're basically an exhaust what you bolt straight on. What's designed to go on a Mark II Golf? To see. Okay. Right. To run a one eight turbo. Right. But they're like they're like eight hundred quid for an exhaust. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah, I'm with you. They they normally average average to do an engine conversion in a one eight turbo is about six grand. Six grand. Yeah. That's the average price. Yeah. What what's the what's the like in terms of most expensive to least expensive, what's the most like expensive things that are like car parts to to buy to save up for? If if it's costing six grand, what's the most expensive part? Exhaust. Yeah. Uh engine, gearbox. They're not expensive, but they are. They're in hundreds. Do you know what I mean? Though so it's not like drive shafts. If yeah. The right. If you ain't got the right chassis, so if you're not running GTI, then you got to get the right cup gearbox couplings. Then you got to get the right gearbox. Then you got to get the right mounts. Then you got to buy right radiator. Then you got to change the brake master cylinder. Uh, yeah, there's loads of stuff to change and to buy and and then wiring. Do you? See, if you can't do the warren, you've got to pay for someone to do it. It's so... I was talking to um, Matt Butler, who's got the PD-130 in his caddy. Mm-hmm. He he was doing it all before, like, you know, companies were making kits and conversion kits and stuff. He was doing it all himself. And he was just saying, like, if he did... If he waited, like, doing his conversion now would be so much easier because there's so many company, companies that are doing... Like, um, you know, your engine and gearbox mounts, people are doing, selling wiring looms that are already ready to go, just pu- plug in and play type things. And there's just so many kits you can buy. And he was like, just blown away by it all. And it, I, it's more, I would say it, it seems more accessible to people now, but the price is still there, isn't it? Yeah, when I've, the ones I've done in the past, one eight turbos. They're like, I buy all the parts to do it, like engine, gearbox, exhaust, and I build all the looms and that for them. And I charge six. I've charged six grand to do it. So it's a drive-in, drive-out. Wow. So people just drop off their vehicle and say, right, see you in a couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah. That's mad. Six grand. He's 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 knowledge. Of course, of course, mate. And for people that have got that money to burn, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 if they just want to. I I don't know about you. I just feel like, for me, being able to sort of say like, oh yeah. I mean, obviously, in our case, I won't be doing absolutely everything, but I'll definitely be trying to wrench on something. And but it's being there and witnessing everything and seeing everything go together and piece everything together. Yeah. And every part of the process along the way speaks, like, I appreciate that more. And I'll have such a, I know it sounds so, like, corny, but I'll have such a better um, bond or I'll have an appreciation for, you know, knowing how it all went together, you know, piecing, you know, do it, basically doing it yourself. Yeah, just you want to, you've, you're sort of a little bit, mechanically minded and you're interested in that there's some people they're just interested in the car but they have no idea what a spanner does or mm. they just like the car the way it drives and yeah on a 180 turbo in it so they they do their day-to-day computer job and they can make yeah. money out of that so they can afford to get so, so someone else can build a car for them have you met many people like that that just yeah just drive? yeah yeah Wow. A lot of people go to shows now like that. They like cars now. They like going to shows, but they just can't work on. They don't work on their cars. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's that's fine. And let's not like alienate people. That's fine if they want to do that. I just think it's you have such a. I don't know what the word is. 
there's just you have a, such a better appreciation and you 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 get closer to the vehicle you're driving you know you, you yeah sort of, some people just can't do it yeah or the you give them a computer and yeah and they yeah, you think what's wrong with it and what it does and and that or they can tell you what your tax is going to be and, <laughs> and they can in their head I mean, some sure. just can't or some people just don't like getting their hands dirty just yeah don't, just don't like getting grease and that you know there's people like that out there yeah I know so that's the 20 valve what else can we say about the 20 valve like the, good, the pros and the cons have we covered everything there uh, they use fuel so that thing is yeah. not like a uh, they're not you know if you want a, a car what's like really good on fuel and that that's not the way to go um, they mm. can produce so much power and then you got then you start breaking things in it so really? the, then, then you got that um but what's the first things that break on a 20 valve like usually if you go over 280 brake horsepower you normally bend the rod or break a rod really yeah. I've done a couple of them <laughs> well you've done them yeah Jesus Christ um, so yeah they use a lot of fuel um, so this is again part of the whole thing like what questions would you ask yourself if you if you know your mates or you know someone who's done a 20 valve and then you've gone oh I want one of those but the questions you want to ask yourself is can you afford it for one yeah do you want to use this car as like a daily or do you want it just for the weekend for a bit of fun do you want to take it to a track do you have money to spend on fuel for it um, and and the the uh, horsepower tell yeah. us about the uh, the horsepower quick like as because obviously you've got to get it mapped right don't have to what is what's the horsepower on an unmapped stock 1.8 turbo depends what engine code is okay you can get them from 150 brake uh, 180 uh, 210 or 225 I'm sure you've experienced all of those. Yep. Wow. And what's what's your favourite? Favourite isn't really the right word, is it? But what's what sort of what engine code on the twenty valve do you lean towards? If someone said right now, like what's what's the best one to to work with? Bam. The bam. Yeah. B A M. Yeah. B A M. Why is that? Because it's two two five brake. It's got a four turbo. It's got Variable valve timing. He's got a Bosch ME 7.5 ECU, so it can have launch control, anti-lag, flat shifting. Yeah, you can do a lot with that ECU. So yeah. What's anti-lag? Anti-lag is basically uh, basically retards the time. No, no, retarding time is launch control. Basically, it keeps the turbo spinning when you're. Um, so it doesn't drop off boost any leggies. Oh right. I didn't know that. Okay. And what's the the ideal combination then? If someone <clears throat> if okay, let's do two. Let's the first one is let's say someone is on an extreme budget, they want to do a one eight T. What's the engine code for that? I like the cheapest basic for everything. AGU. AGU. Yeah, 150 brake, and that you can run that. That'd be a throttle cable, not for not electric throttle pedal. Um, and you can with all of them, you don't have to go hydraulic, you can use clutch cable, but you can use all the cables that all go into original place, right? Weld nothing, you can grind nothing, it's straightforward, and that'll run 150 brake. Mm, and if you had it mapped, it might probably make 180. Now, and then obviously, what um, what gearbox is that going to be linked to? O2J. O2J. And here's a question for you. When people are buying a gearbox, is it important that they get one that's that was a petrol or diesel? Does it not matter? Uh, it doesn't really matter. But if you're running a petrol car, diesel box works really well, but not vice versa. Really? Yeah. How come, how come right. it works? 
They're for the diesel. Say again? Diesels. The diesels have really tall gears because of the torque and everything. Right. So they, and the petrol are not tall gears, so they don't work with a petrol. They won't work with a diesel engine. Because gears are not tall enough. But if we put a petrol with tall gears, it makes them go better and they're better on fuel as well. Ah, and what about the other end of the spectrum? Say someone's got loads of money to burn, six grand or more. They want the best 180 and the best gearbox and the best everything. What are you recommending? Uh, Ban. Yeah. With a ASD gearbox code. So it's a diesel Mark III. So it's got good gear, gear, long ratios and have it matched to about 270 brake horsepower 270 and that'll give you that rough but if you spent 8 grand you could put a set of rods in it and then you can go 280 290 brake horsepower Christ yeah jeez Louise that's insane okay we've done 20 valves I feel what about Let's talk about the PD or because this is the thing. I was talking to someone from America the other day and they said they didn't get the PD over there, but I feel that they did, but it's just called something different over there. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, and it pump something. That's what PD stands for, pump. Oh, it's some German word, isn't it? Yeah, it's pump something because it's uh, to do with the injectors and that, the way they fire. Um, really? Yeah, they did get a PD because didn't James Cooper Ryder talk about talking about a PD? Yeah, he. I saw a TDI engine in his um, Sunbright yellow truck. Was that right? Was that a PD or was that a Mark Three, Mark Four early Mark like with a diesel pump? I think he had it out of a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, I think that's an early engine because he's got a... PD stands for Pump Deuce, I think, or yes. Pump Deuce or yeah, something. Yeah, but he's got a common rail as well. They call it a CR engine. A common rail? Yeah, it's a later engine. It's different. It's got a... It's the one after the PD. Right, okay. Impression. It's high pressure uh, fuel pump as it's and it, instead of having the tandem pump like like PD does, the yeah. vacuum stroke diesel pump on the side of the side of the head, what runs off the camshaft. Right on a P on a uh, common rail engine, it has its own separate diesel pump, and I believe the engine was designed by Bosch. Oh, right. And the PD engine was designed by Volkswagen. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I know if you look at the injectors and that, they've got Bosch written on. Yeah, in, the Bosch made like the parts, like, the injectors and that, but the actual engine was designed by Volkswagen. Now, here's an, uh, uh, perhaps um, a piece of useless information. It might be useless, I don't know, but... Something I found out about injectors is that if you were to look on the top of them, they have the date, so you know when to replace them. Is that true? No. <laughs> yeah. I, I, on a video somewhere, I can't remember what I was watching. No, they put dates on this when they were made. When not, they were made? Yeah, not for replacement. Why would you want to... No, no, that's what I mean. They have dates on them when they were made. Yes. So you can work out when to replace them. No. You don't believe that? No, that's a load of bull. No, okay, here's my next question. When do you need to replace injectors? When they fail. And how often do they fail, on average? Mm, it's, that's, how long's a piece of string? Okay, <laughs> let's say, um, how old is, okay, we, we've got the uh, PD for, for my truck, but we, we're going to talk about that in the next episode, but just quickly, how old do you, how old is that engine? Two thousand and four, is it? No, no, way before that. Two thousand and two. 
1999, I think they first come out. Uh, 1999? Yeah, because the first one come out was 115 brake horsepower. Yeah, but this engine that you've got specifically in the workshop at the moment. Oh, the one in particular, uh, 2003, I think. Right. And do you think the engine would have been changed at any point in its life? Uh, See, this is the thing. (laughs) Yeah, because the car it come out was the 115 brake horsepower. Okay. So someone put a 130 in it. Right. Okay. Now, what make this is going to be one of my Dan's stupid questions, so be prepared. So, what makes a PD a 130? Is it 105 is the, the bottom one, isn't it? Yeah. 105, 115, 130, and then 150. Yeah. What, what, something about that, this sounds so stupid, even for me. What about the engine changes to change the horsepower? Map and turbo. Map and turbo. That's it. So you could literally get a 105 PD engine, put a different turbo on it and map it, and you could change it from 105 to 150 if you wanted to. Yeah, you change the map injectors and turbo you'd have to do to make it a one to make it a 130 or bigger. And so the one you've got is someone changed it from 115 to 130. Yeah. Just change the engine. They didn't. They didn't. Because the one fifteen engine, yeah, I can't remember the engine code now. Was uh, they like to um, put a rod out the side, so it wasn't very good. Oh right. So, well, you, let's talk, go on. Your engine code is a. I can't remember your engine code now. We'll we'll figure all that out. Don't worry. We're going to be documenting the whole engine swap, so I'm sure we'll we'll find it. I know the 150s in that ARL, and that's what I've got my T4. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, let's talk about the the PD now. Let's talk about pros and cons of having a PD. Um, let's talk specifically about having it in the T4, should we say? So you've got you've got the a, one of your Volkswagen T4s. You did a a, a PD swap 150. Yep. You, we've also documented that, so it's on the YouTube channel if you wanted to check that out. Um, first of all, did you have any um, any ups and downs with installation? Uh, yeah, I had to clock the uh, I had to clock the turbo because it was hitting the bulkhead, so I had to spin the cold side round. So does that what is that, what does clock the turbo mean? Does that mean just turning it in, and fitting it in different- the cold side? Of- or hot side, or either side, whatever you need to turn, you both yeah. turned in it, turned right. it the angle you want it so it fits. And that's called clocking the turbo. Yeah, they call they call it clocking. You know what I was thinking of, like writing a book or a, like a dictionary of um, car lingo. So just <laughs> like phrases and words that I learn, like clocking the turbo, I can write a little description. So when we're actually in the workshop and you say something like, you know. Pass me that Swindle D, and I'll be able to look at my um, book, and I'll look up Swindle D, and I'll find out that it means like a 12 millimeter socket wrench. It. So, for me to go and get it myself. I'm just joking, by the way. I'm just messing about. A little bit of comedy there from me. Um, now, I'll pepper some comedy throughout the podcast and the YouTube channel, guys. So, uh, keep your eyes open, ears open. Um, yeah, so PD, you clock the turbo. Um, and it's sat at an angle, right? Compared to obviously, if we were to put it in the truck, yes, yeah, it slants forward. And because mine's a synchro, had to make a sump for it. You had yes, you had to make a custom sump. Yeah. Again, that's on the YouTube channel, if I remember rightly. That's all documented. If anybody wants to check that out, if you're doing a thinking about doing a PD swap in your T4, that is on the YouTube channel. Link in description. Now. What what are the pros and cons of going PD? First of all, it's a diesel, right? Pros are good on fuel. Yep. Good power. Yep. They sound good. They've got the coup of the turbo. Yep. A noisy, noisy engine. Not really. Uh, <laughs> what's the bad side, though? Um, what's the bad? What's the downside of smell? Smell. 
Smells all diesel-y and nasty. Not that bad. Camshafts. They do like to wear a camshaft. They like to wear a camshaft? Yeah, they wear the buckets. Mm. Now, what's a bucket on a camshaft? Is that the I, thing that looks like I, a tip? I'd really tap it what the camshaft turns. So the camshaft turns and pushes on to a bucket stroke hydraulic tap it what opens the valves and what you, happens you lost me at tap it mate i think that's going to be something that you have to show me in person i think yeah so yeah. the camshaft wears and puts a hole in the tap it stroke bucket yeah when and it get more power i don't know the reason why it does it it must be just the the force of the and I think it could be down the break, the breakdown of the oil. Right. I think if you change your oil more regularly, they don't do it. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's not really a downfall with the PD. It's just a, a strange one. People call it a bullet. Oh, sorry, they call it the bomb-proof engine. Why do they call the PD the bomb-proof engine? Why is it? it the bomb-proof in. 130 and a 150 is bomb proof. Uh, why, the late, why is that? The later in, they are, they're just a bomb. They are, they're just, they're simple to work on. Um, they don't really give, a, they don't really give a lot of issue. Yeah. They're just a good round engine, really. They're just like, you know, but the real bomb proof engine is the earlier engine before. Really? Yeah, they call it the VE engine. The VE engine is bomb-proof, yeah. so and you oh. don't really need to touch it. No, yeah, it's a proper bulletproof. That's why they put it all in the rabbits in, that, in America. Why do they do that? Because it's bomb-proof. Ryder, that's what he's got, and that's what yeah. he's in his new, uh, is it delivery van or whatever it is? Oh, the Grumman, the Grumman yeah. thing. The Grumman. Grumman. Yeah, that's what engine he's putting in there. He's another one of them. 19 TDI. V engine. Yeah. I think they're great from what I've experienced anyway. Yeah, they're what? a little bit more agricultural within that. Yeah. And, the, and that. And like getting performance out of them is not like what you can get out of a PD. See, my my PD and my T4 is running 200 brake horsepower. So have you had that mapped as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris mapped it. So if if you didn't map it, it's just one fifty. Yeah, that's it, one fifty. But no, Chris from Tuning Tuning Technics done it for me. Yeah, and this is the same guy that's going to be mapping the rabbit. Well, he'll be. I don't think you need it mapped, do you? Well, sorry, yeah, no, I, I just, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm just thinking of, I'm thinking in my head, like, all the stages that we're going to go through. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. That's um, what, yeah, that's what we need to do. We'll talk about that in the next, next episode, what you yeah. do and what you want out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, what, let's talk about, just a touch more about the PD. There's a lot of people out there that already have done a PD or thinking of doing a PD. I, I definitely had someone message me this week about, you know, oh, you're doing a PD. Let me know how it goes, um, or let me know how the the drive shafts fit in. And I'm just like, okay, cool. So, what comes? But what are the parts? So last the the T the excuse me, the twenty valve. Obviously, the most expensive parts are like your drive shafts, um, the engine itself. It's the same. It's the same. It, same for everything, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is because it's all you're going to be doing is using an O2J, but using a diesel box. You can't do anything different there. Yeah. But where, your drive shafts will be the same. Where do most people like um, make hiccups or make mistakes when it comes to? engine swaps what's what are the main what are the main things that people forget if they're doing it themselves have you noticed like people forget certain stages or certain parts or they forgot to do this i don't know i don't get involved with you if i haven't really <laughs> you keep yourself to yourself yeah i don't yeah you know what people i know if you look you look on like facebook pages and that people ask lots of questions about things and what they just ask what gear linkage people. Yeah, I just you could be there all day. I've had yeah. people message me at eleven o'clock at night. 
how did you do that? It's like, really? You're going to be that rude? <laughs> Have you encountered many rude people, though, commenting and stuff? Because people sometimes just, just don't f- remember they're humans and they just go, they just blur out sentences like... Oh, yeah, they try to. Yeah, people try to... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't do it like that. Well, what are you yeah. doing this for? I do. I, I'd belittle them, in a way. I get to the point... I'm not very good at like writing things, but I get to the thing, I read it, or someone says oh this is such and such yeah, just put that for me then and then they just write what I say and then yeah alright fair enough I think not to be I think, but yeah yeah I, I think that's a point that we can't stress enough because obviously um, when what people will realise I think is when they watch the YouTube channel they'll realise that you're really good and we've said this before you're really good at mechanics and stuff Yeah. and, and when it comes to like the interactions perhaps with people online, like they'll be dealing with me. And then, do you know what I mean? So if anybody has any questions on anything that we're working on, they can get through to me. I'll ask you, you can then respond to me and then I'll respond to that person. That'd be 10 hours later. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean though? Do you know what I mean? I think that's the thing what people need to realise is that we we obviously want to not so much give and we've said this before we don't want to do how-to guides we don't want to do this is how you do this guys this is how you do a pd swap we are basically when we do the youtube channel we will be just um documenting is the right word isn't it we're documenting what we yeah, do we're just having a joke and we're just bringing people along to show what we're doing exactly you're you're coming along for the ride if you mm. take anything from it great and if you like the idea of it, yeah, you know, copy it. If you don't, if you think it's, you wouldn't do it that way, fair enough. Well, we should always advise, like, don't try this at home. Like, we're not responsible for... No. We're not responsible if you blow yourself up, basically. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, if you don't want to... We're not going to do a, a how-to to how you wire things up. Mm. We'll just, you know go on along the thing and do it this way and if you don't like doing it that way if you want to do it different way you do it different way yeah well people can be like a fly on the wall i think and just watch and observe how we do it now i have seen people doing like engine swaps and they like i'm sure it's great content and people can fall asleep to it and stuff but some of it really does bore me when i watch other people doing stuff they just they just don't really know how to film stuff they don't really they just leave the camera rolling for just so long before anything even happens. And I yeah, think... I think it's a lot of people are doing that on their own. Mm. When you've got people like, you know, us, when we're doing yours, yeah, you can have different angles. Mm. I can be taking the piss out of you. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. Now let's get back to the engine swap thing because uh, you know I'm just cautious of the time. Yeah, but I'm thinking. What um what other are there any other sort of like engines and combinations that are like go to? You know, we've also had the VR6s, which uh, I'm not too familiar about. Really, twelve valve VR6 turbo is the way to go. Really? Why is that? Oh, it's just it sounds right. It goes right. It's just a mate. When I had my V12, when I had my 12 valve turbo, it was like the best sound. It's just like. Is this the one they call the Wookiee sound? No, that's 24 valve. That's horrible. I don't like 24 valve. Why don't you like them? I just don't think it sounds crap, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, but some people might. This is the thing, Matt. You've got to (laughs) understand. Of course, you're entitled to your opinion, but this is what we need to advise other people. Yeah, they're like. fine, they're fine, but I, the, the the best sounding VR is is the uh, twelve valve. The twelve valve. In this is what I mean. You've got to say you're. In my opinion, um, the best sounding one is no, this. It's not. It's not. It's that is God saying you've got to have a twelve valve. I'm joking. No, no, my opinion, I like. I just like the twelve valve. Yeah, uh, but they what? designed the twelve valve originally to be a diesel, but because it had too much torque, they uh, turned it to a petrol. Really? And what? What? And what? In sorry, what vehicle would that have originally come from? Of uh, it would kind of Mark Three Golf, Passat B three B four. Okay. 
and a Crado. What is what are the pros and cons of having a tw- well a VR six in general? What's the pros and cons? Fuel. What is fuel efficient? Yeah. No, not no. For, oh, but this is a bad thing. It's really yeah. bad on fuel. Yeah, yeah. I think there's only going to be bad things in the moment. Bad and the weight is heavy. I've heard this. People yeah. say, and I don't know how true this is. People say that when they fit their VR six, especially in the Mark One platform. That it pulls to one side. Uh, I don't know that. It just makes it front heavy. So when you go into a corner, it sort of if you like if you've done a track day or something, it it understeer. Right. They go just keep pushing on instead of going around the corner. Understeer. Right. Okay. But you say it's it's he- is is it heavier than the PD and the? Oh the yeah, well, a lot heavier. It's got six cylinders. Right. Okay. And six cylinders. A lot of people, because they didn't, they only produced like 170 brake horsepower. They used to say that they're an anchor. Really? Yeah, but they've got so much potential to put big power in them. Right. Well, Do they, people need to like counterbalance the weight in their vehicle? Don't know. They, they sit nice in a Mark II, but they're quite heavy. They're not a track car engine. No? No. Hmm. And what sort of um, horsepower are we looking at for those? Like, what can it? What's its stat stock horsepower, and what can it be mapped to? One. I'm sure they're one seventy brake horsepower, and I do believe if you run a turbo on them, they'll make four hundred brake horsepower with stock. Four hundred. Yeah, with stock internals. Jesus Christ! Who needs to go that fast? Oh, drag strip. I know, pe- I know things that are running a lot more power than that. Yeah, I bet. So, what, what, um, do you know what gearboxes uh, are usually combined with the, the o- O2A? O2A. Yeah, similar to an O2J. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And and the good things are just r- ridiculous power. Noise. Noise. Yeah, VR's just got like one of the noise. Um... The reliability of them, they're good. They're reliable. Uh, yeah, they're another reliable engine. What about in in terms of price though? Let's let's do a little chart. So we've got PD twenty valve and the VR six. Let's go um, least expensive to most expensive. Which is the the cheaper one? What out of them three? Yeah, out of them three. Most probably twenty valve. So the twenty valve is the cheapest engine. Next to be PD, PD, and then the most. So the most expensive is a VR6. Yeah. Are they like hard to get hold of? Like if you were to go oh, down, oh, they used to be cheap. They used to be cheap to do, but because they're uh, people want them and they're getting old and rare, mm. uh, they're getting pricey. But you know, twenty four valve engine. You know, if you got an R thirty two engine, they're like fifteen hundred quid still. Really. Yeah, and they're not like you know, they're not like the blocks exactly like is based on a twelve valve. They just put a twenty four valve head on it, different pistons. Wow, um, things like that. Um, what other engine is there? Well, have you seen uh, Mister Walter Poplin? He's got. Um, I don't know if he's still got it in his Scirocco, but he's got. Is it the O seven K? Have you heard of that? O7K. Is that a five-cylinder? I'm not sure, mate. I've just seen it on his Instagram stories, and he, you know, a couple of months ago, he had he had some crazy gnarly engine. It sounded insane. Well, he's got two engines, or someone. He's got a fuck ton of engines. It's one of I talk well, one of your podcasts. Yeah, someone's got a Chinese twelve. VR. Yeah, that, I think that's Walter. Walter, he had, yeah. had it on a pallet, I think. Yeah, VR6 Turbo. Right. Has he got that running now, has he? I'm not sure. I need to catch up with him proper. I need to catch I, up with him. Because I know they run a lot of five-cinders over in America. Straight fives. Straight five. What's, what do you mean, straight five? What does it's that basically, mean? It's basically, it's like a four-cinder, but an extra cinder so it's a straight five because they do they do a v5 as a vr5 like a vr6 so a vr so the 
<laughs> again, this is one of my stupid questions coming up. Um, so the V in VR, is that because it's shaped like a V from the side? Mm, a normal that, engine. Norm- am I talking about a V8? No, a normal V engine is designed like looks like a V. Yeah. But a VR is uh, a, basically a large block and the actual pistons or the liners or the, the bores are at a slight angle. Right, okay. To make the V. They haven't actually got a V in the block. It's actually in the pist- in the bore. And oh. the 5 is exactly the same, but it's got a, a cylinder missing. Oh, right, okay. What other are there any other engines that people would typically go for in the Volkswagen community, especially in the Mark One to Mark Two scene? I feel that valve. we haven't talked about the ABF. ABF, yeah. yeah. ABF sixteen valve would be would be mostly used in a Mark One and Mark Two. Basically. Now, is this the one that I think Jack's got in the white caddy? ABF. ABF on bike cobs. And he's got the, the trumpets at the front. I think he's on Webbers. I can't remember. Yeah, he's on Webbers, isn't he, I think. Yeah, he's... Yeah. And, sorry, what's... um? Okay, let's talk... Do you know much about the ABS? Yeah. That's what's in the grey caddy. But, I was going to ask you... But that's not, on, that's not on carburetors. That's on throttle bodies. But they look like carburetors. Throttle bodies. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, for people that are tuned in for the first time, Matt actually built the the grey and orange caddy for auto finesse um and amongst other other vehicles haven't you yep i have indeed so i'm thinking maybe we should do a little video on on that one day maybe we'll we'll have we'll we'll come back to the that caddy because that'd be quite an interesting yeah I'll, we'll have to have uh i'll have to take you down there yeah that'll be cool yeah. meet james and do a little hq tour or something yeah 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 okay so the abf um what let's let's do pros and cons pros what's good about the abf reliability performance tunable um just what can sorry go on just a good engine just a good engine yeah, just yeah. a good egg what what car did it originally come from uh passat yeah the Four and Mark Three Golf. And the, any bad points about an ABF? Expensive. Really? How much are we talking? And rare now. They're uh, for about eight hundred quid. Eight hundred quid for an engine. Yeah. So where would that sit on our table of most expensive to least expensive engines? So we got uh, VR six at the top. Yeah, that's with the VR six. They could be, they could be sharing number one spot. Really? Yeah. Is there any other bad points about the ABF? Not really. It's a good engine. It's a good engine, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And it turbos well as well. It turbos well? Yeah, do that. Well, <clears throat> horsepower. What's the what's the stock horsepower, you reckon? 150 brake. Really? Stock? Yeah, 150. Pretty good. And then, then you can map it to however. Oh, yeah, depending. You can run a low boost turbo on it. And you could mostly run front brake before changing internals. 300 brake horsepower yeah roughly <sighs> mate what about um because obviously jack's got that and obviously the caddy the auto finesse caddy has got it what um what gearbox is typically used with the abf same again with the o2j and o2a yeah that's it yeah wow look at this guy learning i'm learning live on the pod i had a 16 valve turbo i built really mm. what do you have that in a mark ii Ah, what's the auto finesse one got? What? In what way? In the gearbox. What gearbox it got? O2J Mark 20 valve with a limited slip diff what my dad built. Your dad built a limited slip my diff? My dad built the gearbox. Yeah. He put it in there for him. We bought this limited slip diff and I give the gearbox to my dad and he built the gearbox. Wow. And that's on air rides as well. We'll talk all about that another time, yeah. Eric. That we'll talk about that another time. Wow, okay. So that's that's quite a decent amount of information there for people who are maybe perhaps... Have, say again? We haven't finished one engine. Go on. Two litre TIFFs out of Mark 5. 
Ah, is this what you're thinking about putting in the the T4? Yes. The race van. Yes. For anybody who missed the previous episode, we talked about well, first of all, we talked about electric vehicles. We talked about uh, we designed our our zombie apocalypse Volkswagens, didn't we? That was quite fun. Um, and we also talked about your T4 race van. So if you missed that, make sure you go back and listen to the previous episode. But basically, you've got, well, three T4s now, right? And you're turning one of them into a race van. You're going to track it, I, I assume, and you're going to send it down the the, uh, the drag strip at Santa Pod. Yeah, let's see, yeah. And have you had much... Uh, I've seen there's a few comments on the, the video saying that people think you should do a, a two-litre TFSI. No, people want me to do 20 valve. No, I've, I've seen other, mate. I've seen someone go, yeah, do a TFSI. Have you not seen that? No, I'll have a look. Okay, so what are you thinking immediately? Are you thinking 20 valve because you, you know what you're doing, you, you've done it, you could do it blindfolded, basically, can you? No, I'm thinking two-litre TFSI. Now, how? let's go through the pros and cons of that then. What are the what's a good thing about the two liter TFSI? Performance. Yeah. You hybrid turbo. What's that mean? Turbo basically got rebuilt with bigger internals. Okay. Um, they have a high pressure fuel pump on the side of the engine. Okay. Mechanical, so it puts the fuel pressure up. Does that mean it uses more fuel though? No. Mm. No making more brake horsepower only for, as far as you put your foot down it uses um then you put s3 in, uh you put bigger injectors in it um and that engine will make 400 brake horsepower with stock internals really that engine i had one in the mark ii and it's like but they're expensive that that's that's the engine what beats that will knock the vr and the 16 and the ABF often often number one spot. Oh, so what most expensive? Yeah, they're like 1500 quid. Wow. Yeah. What vehicle do they normally come from? Mark S3 uh Seat Leon and all the usual suspects basically, yeah. isn't it? Like the second generation. Right. So they're even more modern, are they? Yeah, yeah. Wow. They've got um Computers will run electric fuel pumps. What vary pressure, so you can so if you're ticking over it, volt the voltage drops on the fuel pump, and then as soon as you start driving, it changes the voltage to the fuel pump, and gives it more pressure and all that. Yeah. Wow. What's um? What is, are there any bad points about the TFSI? Yeah. Apart from obviously being really expensive, they like heating oil pumps. They like eating oil pumps. Yeah, they do oil pumps, um, cam lobes, uh, timing chains. Yeah, but that's only if they haven't been looked after, and that's right. what happens to most engines. Really, and what about um, obviously just running with the theme? What gearboxes are normally married up to that? Oh, normally, like in a normal car, it'd be an O two M. O two M. Yeah, but. I've run mine on an O2A. Yeah. Diesel Mark III TDI with an O2J shifter. Wow. When it goes Ooh. in, when it if I put one in the T4, I'd most probably mount it up to an O2M. Okay. And is this something you've got already? Have you already got a TFSI in the workshop ready? No. <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> What are you going to do? Save up for it or something? Yeah. Or if one comes up somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. Most brief one comes up, what needs worked into it, I rebuild it. Well, fair enough. And what stage are you at with the T4, like the race van now? Are you doing bodywork first or? Just actually at the moment, it's sitting on the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like what's your first, what's your sort of uh, plans for it immediately? Like what's the next thing you're going to, well, the first thing you're going to do? Get all the rubbish out of it. Yeah. I mean, are you going to do body work? Are you going to send it into paint first? Are you going to paint it yourself? Or I'm you paint it myself. Yeah. I'm going to paint it grey, I think. Yeah. 
and, and then I guess it'd be engine and all that, all the all the gizzards and the guts and yeah. Gizzards. I'm quite sure you have to watch my video. <laughs> well done, because I'm not quite sure. I think just going to have a plain interior. Yeah. Put a cheeky roll cage in it. Yeah, buddy. So, and that's another thing that we're going to be documenting over the course of the next few months, isn't it? So if anybody is interested in seeing the T4 progress from shell to full functioning race van, then obviously check out the YouTube channel. All the links to everything we've said today is in the show notes below. Yeah. Is, there, is there any other engines, anything we should add before signing off? Uh, we could be talking about engines all day, so but at the moment, no, they're all the ones. What would you you would use as a, a conversion? Yeah, in a let's let's a give one. Let's um let's do Matt's advice for the newbies. So anybody new, re- I'm talking really really new, they've just picked up a shell. Perhaps it's a caddy shell. Maybe it's a golf Mark II. Perhaps I don't know. Whatever it is, what do you recommend to is like your entry level engine conversion for someone who wants to learn hasn't got that much money what combination do you recommend don't do it <laughs> cheers guys good night <laughs> <laughs> no okay let's say they're in the uk if it's and... petrol, it'd be an agu an agu yeah one eight turbo they're simple you... if we already mentioned the agu this yeah. is a this is the one what you use a throttle yeah. cam on. Um, comes out of the lowish brake horsepower. But you can sort of add to it. You can put a carry free S so you can put a bigger turbo on at a later date. You can have it remapped at a later date. Mm. Yeah, you can start adding things to it at a later dates to make it more bigger. But you can start with that and have it running quite simply and what's that an agu agu what's that engine again it's a 180 a 180 agu and that's that's still sort of like beginner if you want to get into um swaps and stuff yeah that's a pretty straightforward engine or if you want diesel the vm in the vm well i don't know ve engines are getting quite expensive now though Really? They could go PD because you can pick up a PD for like 300 quid. Plus, a lot of there's a lot of websites both in the UK and America and Europe that offer the whole like 180 and PD, TDI, like conversion kits for stuff in yeah, there. They use the same mount they, on the PD and the uh, 180. Yeah. With, you know, things like the Epitech mounts and stuff, yeah, which we can talk mount. about we can talk about in the next episode yes so guys we hope you enjoyed this little episode about pros and cons of different typical you know usual suspects engines and gearboxes hope you enjoyed this episode if you want more episodes like this where we talk about you know pros and cons of different parts and whatnot please let us know in the comments or instagram and all yeah, that any questions put them in the comments we'll... yeah or uh, Go on. Or Dan, let let me know and I can answer him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be your secretary. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and uh, you've got the looks in. for it. Hey, you've got the looks for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and in the next episode, we are going to be discussing my engine swap that we are literally about to do this weekend. So we're literally going to go over, you know the what we're going over we're going in like order of what we're doing what we've got where we got it from and uh we're just gonna do a whole pd that what i'm doing yeah 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 but i want you to show me and and teach not teach me i want you to be like if you know if there's something that maybe i can muck in and do that's not gonna blow up or anything we've only got a week to do this in this is the thing. No. A lot of people don't know this. We're actually, we're time limited to one week. Has it been done before? Have people done a PD swap in less than a week? Well, I've done a 20 valve in two days, but... Yes, I know, but you're the 20 valve king, but I'm talking about PD. Yeah, I'm... it's the same engine. Well, it's not yeah. diesel, but... It's yeah. Same... 
the mountains are the same. Um, yeah, if anything, Smoke Free would be. We're going to make our own custom exhaust. That'd be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, both pipes should be pretty straightforward. But anyway, we shouldn't be talking about this now. I know. We're going to save it. We're going to say, we're going to discuss everything in the next episode. Guys, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. Um, if you haven't already, you can click the follow button. Where can they find us, Matt, on the socials? On the internet. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, guys, tune in next in a few days. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.